guys. Welcome to episode 69. Can you Insert banana hammock, holy banana hammocks, if we still have that drop lying around somewhere. Of CMD Towers, Brews, and Builds. I'm Mr. Commodore number 5, and my fellow host, whose life is a trail of mystery, Big Tuck. Man, you say, your mouth to God's ears, brother. Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, so I'm also going to not bury the lead here. I'm going with, hey, more fleens and more flets. Which is shockingly absent sure. from this deck. So, um, you guys, you you keen-eared listeners will notice that I am currently wearing a sweatshirt in my own house, and I have a fan on <laughs> because uh, I had my base. Because you're confused. I'm very confused. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I got like semi accidentally stoned today because the maintenance people came over finally. So now I have lights in my I have lights in my kitchen. So that's a plus. And they're so bright, I like blinded myself by accident when I got back to the gym because they're like fluorescent, which I like. But my whole house is dark. I flipped them on. I was like, ah! And then the second is they also attempted to fix the flooding problem in the basement by filling in the cracks with flex seal. And if you guys haven't been here, I only have vents. That oh, that's some beautiful rental. <laughs> I yes, only have me. vents that come up, so I, I like got I was down in the basement like cleaning the cat box, uh, and uh, I was like, man, that is a pungent spray spray spell down here. And then I was sitting and working and being like, I stood up too fast, like whoa, and I was back down. I was like, am I stoned? So I like had to turn on a bunch of fans because the fumes were coming up. So that's how my day's been going. <laughs> how are you, Mister Combo? You're sitting too far away uh, now, and I can't judge on how tired you look. And it's not I fair. Know. That's that's the trick. Um, so I'm not doing great. What? Uh, as uh, the collective knows, I got my Commander Legends Collector's oh. Edition boxes in today. And uh, if you guys don't, I mean, I even got these at a great price at 200 bucks a pop. So $400 is what I spent. Mm -hmm. And I maybe got 150 to $170 worth of cards. Whoa. It's so disappointing. I like how I got multiple. I got multiple copies of like Sakashima's Will, like four or five copies of that. Um, I, I just, I got so many like dollar to two dollar cards that aren't even good cards. And then as, as I was telling Big Tuck and Squee before we started recording, it was even upsetting because like I got like full arts and foils of like Reliquary Tower, Kadama's Reach, and just other good stuff yeah. like that Commander Sphere. But it's like, I, I wasn't buying this set for those to bring, cards. Out, to bring out your basic necessities, right? Yes. It'd be like, like, it'd be like putting rims on my cards. Like, it'd be putting rims on my 2003 <laughs> Pathfinder. Like, hey, hey, Big Tuck, happy birthday. Uh, oh, great, you finally give me a new car so I can burn this one to the ground? No, <laughs> we did get you some really nice rims, so put that in your pocket. Put that in your feelings pocket. Yeah, and that's basically where I was at. It's just like, I mean, cool, I got like multiple copies of Victimize that are full art and foil but i didn't need those i oh, wanted like net great. new Who stuff from commander legends oh you got hacked like four minutes ago i i can't just so, hop in there anyways so the only things i did get that i was very happy about which pretty much made up my value is i got a full art opposition agent foil yeah which was oh, very cool i think that's like a 60 
Yep, sure was. $60, $70 card, so I'm happy I got that. Um, and then I did get the Jund Mana Burn Commander in an etched foil, and I got the Turtle in an etched foil. Ooh. They're not worth anything, but they're, but they're cool, and I want them. I was going to say, that doesn't Wait, change, that that doesn't change your coolness. Yeah, I got a Yearlock etched foil also. It's so cool. The etching's really, really cool. Wait a minute. Did I get a Yearlock etched foil? I know I got a foil. I just don't remember if it's etched or not. Huh. Mm. Well, I, I, I like the etching. Yeah. We all yeah, get that's it. exactly what they got. Well, and I was bringing up, I I know Mr. Combo had opened a, he had opened um, a Mana Drain, as have I, which was super exciting. Um, but mm -hmm. I, there's three now been three people that I've seen who have cracked one and a, a mana drain and an opposition agent in the same box. So I just didn't know if that was like some weird trend or something. But I got a no, not I got with, an opposition not with agent me. and a vampiric tutor in Ooh. within like ten packs of each other. I mean, the, I think the thing I'm most excited about Commander Legends is a you know how cool the cards are and like you know there's a bunch of them. But I'm really excited about them just having to sit in a box for the next four weeks while we're doing this unboxing league, and I can't do anything <laughs> for them because I'm too, I am entirely too lazy to mark down what cards I opened in that one and all that crap. So, or you could just decide on one deck and put everything else that doesn't match the colors. But then what if I open a new legend in the new one in one of my other decks and want to pit it like some sort of madness? So are, are, are you doing commander legends for all your supplemental packs as well? You know, I haven't decided yet because I do have, I got my other box that I ordered in the mail and it's currently, I'm trying to like hide it with my, next to my unsanctioned and underneath my other magic card that has all the Harry Potter cards that I got from friend of the show Tice drink. Um, so I'm trying to hide it and like, force myself to forget about it, but I don't know. I don't know yet. Like I kind of, I kind of want to, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah, I already bought my supplemental products. I got uh, packs from Scars, oh, cool. New Phyrexia, Zendikar. Um, gosh, I'm trying to remember some of the other ones. I, I basically, because I'm going all in with this Encore mechanic, right. I was like, what sets have the best ETB or death triggers right. that are either going to be in my colors or colorless. And I was like, well, scars, I have a chance at a worm coil engine. Oh, right, right. That would be a bomb for this deck. Um, you know, Zendikar has good stuff. New Phyrexia, there's a lot of the uh, Eldrazi's that are really good. Um, so, you, you know, we'll, 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 we'll see what we get. I think, but. I think actually, Mr. Combo, I really like that because I, it, I wasn't... I don't know about you, but like I didn't play during those sets, so I never had the excitement. Oh, I, I never had yeah. the excitement of opening them, right, and seeing like, whoa, wow, mm -hmm. this is crazy. So like, maybe this would be this would be like the right time to, to go to the game store, right? Like go to level one and just say, all right, what are, the, what are the ones you got that are the oldest or the weirdest or whatever, right? And as like a special little treat, um, I know that Squee is still kind of like stocking up and recording pack crack videos. Uh, I'll actually have him do uh, pack cracks for my three packs for all five of the sets. Oh, cool. And we'll just release them each week as uh, I open them and play them in the boxing league. Yeah, boy. Nice. I dig it. Oh, yeah. I got one well, more uh, special we, thing we've to talk about before we move on. <laughs> And since we've already been hacked, Squee, how are you? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Since Big Tuck couldn't couldn't comment on your appearance, I will. And it's not on how tired you look. It's a reference to Grandma's Boy because for those playing the home game, Mr. Combo is wearing a shirt that is the exact color of the wall behind him. <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh, it's like it's it's gray. Gray. It, looks, it looks pretty. It looks like within it's a dead on gray. One hex, one hex of difference. It's so perfect. If you were wearing, like, okay. oh, 
So let's say, so let's say, oh, you repl- wow. let's say your background was a green screen, right? And we replaced your shirt with the same color of green to like your gray to gray. And we replace yeah. your shirt with the same green to green ratio, and then put a special effect. You would one hundred percent blend into it, and you'd just be, you'd just be <laughs> a neck, a head, and a couple of forearms. For the entirety of the first what nine minutes of this and this this episode, all I can think about is that scene from Grandma's Boy where he's just sitting there with his leather jacket up on the black oh, wall. How did he see me? Uh, there's that, and then there's another classic one that is um, from uh, Garden State, where the she, they're like, "We got some new wallpaper, we got some new drapes, and luckily there's some material left over." So, you know, we made you a shirt, and it cuts to him just like standing there with the shirt and the drapes behind him. <laughs> oh, I love it. Anyways, outside of that, I'm I'm doing pretty good. Uh, working a lot, playing a little magic. Got some uh, new cards in for Anawan, so that's exciting. Uh, other than that, you know, it's winter time. Time to be chilling. Yeah. It's a risk. Like a villain on penicillin. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you guys want to know more ways to support CMD Tower and make sure we get the penicillin shots we need to live and all the content we put out, head over to our sponsor, level1gameshop.com. They do sell everything you need from a board game perspective, uh, tabletop, Magic the Gathering, sealed and loose uh, singles. Uh, heck, they even have some CMD Tower swag uh, that you could buy from them as well. Uh, definitely support them because they're the ones that hook you guys up with the monthly giveaways. Another way to support the show is actually head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash cmdtower. We have four different pledge levels and rewards really do just vary from getting access into the Discord for a dollar a month. Plus, that gets you put in the rotation for deck therapy to even getting all of the CMD Tower swag we do offer. Playmat, sleeves, reminder tokens, coins, uh, every bit of uh, product that we have put out. Um, and of course, if you guys can't help us from a monthly perspective, but you would still like to pick up some of that swag, head over to cmdtower.com slash merch. We do sell everything on there. We will be having a Black Friday sale, which would have happened a week ago, so <laughs> sucks to be you. So if you own a time machine and want to save $5 on your uh, purchase of all the swag now you know the best course of action to use that for yep just for you to be able to save like a dollar or two and of course the free way uh, is just to share the content you're already listening to so if you guys can't help us out financially just help spread the word of the collective because every little bit of interaction from you does help oh what and of a, course what a Royal. title that would be the word of the collective Ooh. i like that or a card like that a lot oh that's going in my notes <laughs> <laughs> And every episode, we do want to give a big shout out to the music provided by Pink Royal. And hey, stay tuned till the end so you guys can get details on how you can win the the January giveaway. And I'm going to save that bit of info on what it is until the end. So you have to listen or just fast forward. I was going to I was just going to ask, is it, are you, I was going to say, are you doing that by to make, you know, this mystery or are you doing that by choice? Because we still don't know what it is. <laughs> I actually do know what it oh, is. Oh, nice. <laughs> So Bruce and Bills is our deck deck series. Since we conquered the path to 32, we have moved on to the endless themes that EDH can bring us. And each month will be a new theme. And we correlate how these decks are constructed similar to how beer is brewed. So we broke it down into four different categories. The first one's ramp and setting your board state. That's grains. Yes, and grains are the foundation of every beer. Uh, include, uh, include a mix of both base and specialty malts. You usually need about a 60 to 40 ratio. And this helps with the color, the taste, and most importantly, the alcohol content of a beer. Decks always need ways to grow, stabilize, and ramp into your bigger threats. And just look at growing profile, they're usually a mix of staples and specialty cards. 
The next is going to be how does your board, hand, deck interact with the rest of your opponents? We call that hops. Yes, and hops give the beer its patented bitterness and herbal floral flavors. They grow in a variety of strands and help distinguish subcategories like IPAs. Our hop choices help clear and interact with the board so your deck can do what it wants. And then the next thing is going to be, how does your deck actually close out or win the game, which today's deck definitely needs some deck therapy <laughs> on. Uh, we call that yeast. And there, yeast are living microorganisms that eat the sugar from the grain and poop out alcohol and CO2. It adds the alcohol content and the carbonation. Without yeast, you'd be drinking flat sugar water. And without yeast cards, your deck would meet the goal of actually winning the game. And then lastly, we have shenanigans. These can be pet cards, synergies that are in the deck that are just kind of fun, or just because you're a madman like the brewer of today's deck, you just want to do it just because. We call that spice. Yes, yeah, so not every beer has them, but spices and other additives help separate a normal stock beer from a specialty one. It could be the pepper that turns a hout. Uh, <laughs> could be the pepper that turns a hout into jalapeno hout. Uh, a delicious beverage known only in rural Arkansas. Um, or the addition of hops that turns an IPA into Big Tuck Bruins, specialty IPA that doesn't have a magic name yet, but it's currently brewing in the basement. Uh, not every deck has something that makes it pop, but if it does, this is where we generally talk about it. And then to seal the deck and episode and beer, we have a bottle capping. These are going to be big Texanized cuts and adds to the deck that are going to be under $5, under 50 bucks, any no budget personal recommendation. The only restriction is we can't talk about mana only lands. So without further ado, let's get brewing. To kick off our new theme, the month of December is our drum roll, please. White Elephant Month! Oh, hey, it's a nice little party. Yeah, so we thought it'd be fun, you know, in the month of the holiday season, people are getting gifts, receiving gifts. Um, Some that, gifts are being mm, ungiven. <laughs> ooh, um, and we thought we would do something a little special. Uh, you, you guys have heard us talk about The Godfather on this and the uh, alternate universe, uh, MTG Action 4 News, and all month we're actually gonna be talking about decks that Big Tuck and I have actually made for the infamous Godfather. And to make it even more special in a month of giving and the bottle capping, we're doing something very cool. All the cards we recommend to add to the deck, we will actually be gifting him for Christmas and cutting his decks because he only really ever plays when he plays IRL with us. And yeah. so he left all the decks with me. So I have the control. Oh, to give you an, cool. an, an, an interest level of the Godfather right now, he's watching a movie in the background. Yeah, yeah, checks out. Adds, adds yeah. up. He's really, really pot committed to the game, if one could say. So, the deck we're talking today is actually a deck that I gifted him after Magic Fest Vegas last year. Um, I had pre-ordered the Commander Precons, and when I went to the Magic Party uh, that was supposed to be like super cool, it was kind of lame, um, I ended up getting this deck, didn't need it, and decided to gift it to him. So, today we're talking Kadena's Surprise Party. Yeah. This is Kadena, the Slinking Sorcerer, the Morph Commander, which actually everyone was pretty excited about when uh, she got previewed because like Morph is like a weird unsupported mechanic, and this actually made Morph pretty darn cool. You, you can almost you can almost say it's a it was almost a retired bit, if you will, yeah. or redacted <laughs> bit, and now it's back for something else. Hashtag for sure. <laughs> Never. So, Big Big Tech, why don't you read uh, what Kadena does and is, and then we'll just kind of yeah. talk amongst each other about how we've seen this deck play yeah, sure. under the uh, helm of the Godfather. Uh, yeah, so Kadena Slinking Sorcerer is a Naga, Naga, absolutely needs to be in this deck wizard uh, <laughs> that costs uh, Colorless and Sultai that is black, green, blue. She's a 3-3 three, three mythic. The only constant in life 
is the unknown, which is very fitting for uh, the Godfather. Uh, the first face-down creature you cast each turn costs three less to cast. Whenever a face-down creature enters the battlefield under your control, draw a card. So it gives you the ability to, to cheat out morph creatures. And um, obviously, if you guys don't know what morph is, I can go through that real quickly. Um, morph is you may cast this card face down as a 2-2 creature for three. And then everything has an assigned morph or mega morph cost or manifest or whatever. Uh, turn it face up at any time for its cost. So it's kind of a thing, and most of these most of these cards they ha they really are kind of vanilla. You would really not want to play them as anything but a morph. And then when they get flipped over, X, Y, and Z happens. So I think that this I think there's been a few morph cards that there's been some uh, during the cons block that actually made a lot of waves in standard and, and those kind of sets. But it's definitely mm -hmm. been something that's been mostly underrepresented, except for like a few handfuls in commander. So I think this is one of the decks, unlike. Flashback, where this sort of thing actually is a really is a really cool ability and, and mechanic. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because I mean, this does so many things. A, you're playing stuff for free out of your hand. When you play that thing for free out of your hand, you get to draw a card, which is fantastic. Yeah. Four mana, I think, is a fair cost for the card. Yeah. Um, and every time I see the Godfather play this, he's like uh, morph, morph, and he just has like four or five yeah. things. And it's kind of terrifying because you don't know what they are. And it's terrifying because he's also a chaos player. Yeah, right. So you have no idea what he's actually going to do, uh, if he's going to do anything at all. Right, exactly. Um, They're just sitting there like freaking time bombs. Um, but I, before, we can, before I forget this, I'm really looking forward to, to break open the rest of this deck tech. Huh? I don't get it. It's like one of the worst cards that's ever been printed. Break open. Oh. Colorless and a red. Instant. Turn target face down creature and opponent controls. Face up. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrendous. Oh, wow. And, and so what we're going to be doing all month, guys, obviously, uh, either Big Tech and I have made the decks or it's a pre-con. And so we're going to be talking a little bit about it. Ignorance. We're going to kind of, you know, just look at it face value. But uh, color distribution. Big Tech actually asked me if I had helped the Godfather with this because it is almost a perfect it's, pie it's chart. It's insane. It's it's incredible. Um, that that is insane. Um, also, the CMC three two seven, which is even crazier when you think about it, because a lot of this is going to be the morph cost is generally significantly reduced, or you know, it plays sure. nice into the ability. So the fact that you're you're getting those down for zero at least once one a turn really even skyrockets that up even further. I, I can say the Godfather and I did spend maybe thirty minutes or ish. Uh, whenever I got the box of gold, I had him look through my binder also and just see if there was anything that maybe would work for this. So I think we added a few things in there here that yeah. are like ramp and, and little stuff that no, there's generally a, probably would not have been there before. There's but. definitely some uh, question marks on, on a few things that, yes. that definitely give this uh, <laughs> give it that distinct uh, Godfather taste, if you will. Oh, and then you could definitely tell this is a precon also because the dollar value You're of the deck is between sixty and sixty-five dollars. Oh man, Oob <laughs> would be proud. Yeah, no kidding. Um, and I think like there's even some decent-ish lands in here, right? Nothing exciting, but I think mm -hmm. it really goes to show you that 
you I've seen him I've seen this deck do it at once every time I've played yep. and I'm like I remember when this first came out this was like the second this is like the deck to beat and it's my second favorite yep. out of the thing it's usually like this and gear ed which is ironic because this is the worst deck that someone could pick up and try to learn magic from from like a pre-comp perspective absolutely terrible oh, yeah it's like I, I was playing with some people and they bought this and I was like listen this is a really cool deck. This is your first time playing in 20 years. I'm going to strongly advise you not to play it. You're going to have a bad time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Unless you just want to sit there and just spend your turn just flipping over cards and looking at them and trying to remember what they do on other people's turns. So. All right, so let's get into the deck, and I'll start this off with the ramp and grain section. The first card I want to talk about, it's a card that came in the pre-con, shocker. Uh, um, and it's one that honestly I don't see played a lot and I don't know why. It's an enchantment and it ramps and draws you cards. Uh-oh, I hear a rattlesnake. Can you hear the rat? Can you hear the rattling in the back? Can you hear it? All right, all right. Three, two, one. Bounty, Bounty of the Luxa. Bounty of the enchantment that's two colorless green and blue. At the beginning of your pre-combat main phase, remove all flood counters from Bounty of the Luxa. If no counters were removed this way, put a flood counter on Bounty of Luxa and draw a card. Otherwise, add colorless Simic. So it's either drawing you a card yeah. or giving you three mana. Which that three mana pays for morph. So yeah. basically, you get to play your free morph off of Kadena, and then another free morph off of this, like every other turn. Yeah, no, I, I think it's great. And again, I I think it's really good in this deck, which is why they included it, right? Because it pretty much does your command. It, it's like your backup commander card, right? Because to your point, mm -hmm. every other turn you're doing one of the things that your commander would do for you. Um, yep. But I think this is I think this is one of those cards that's really interesting, cool design, right? But I, like, I just can't... It's always been something where it's like, well, I'm not going to put this in my Simic deck, right? And I'm not going to put this in my sure. three-color... Any of my three-color Simic decks. Like, I think it might have some play in enchantment builds, but generally those don't have... Those are like green, blue, and something else, right? Sure. So, I don't know. Like, would you would you run this in any of the decks that you have? Well, so I, I think that's where you and I, Tucker, or we can't relate to the general populace because you and I have so many. Well, we have so yeah. many decks. We've invested a fair financial value into Magic the Gathering. That's, that's one way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. I like the term fair. fair, fair. That, yeah. Fair. What, so, what someone consider life savings. <laughs> And, and so I think that's where you and I are a little different because we have better cards than this in our collection. Right. So we don't need this card. Now, what I say for the other 70% of Magic players, I actually do think this is something you'd put in your Simic deck or any deck that runs green and blue mm -hmm. because it's kind of a, it's a 35 cent ramp and draw spell. Right. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, how many? And I mean, think about it. If this was just a four mana, uh, play it. You get to draw a card, gain three mana. Right. I think people would probably play that. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. And again, it's like we talk about this. We talk about this a lot too. No one's gonna blow this up unless they have like no. unless they, you have a target on your head or they just hate you. Right. This is just gonna <laughs> sit here and just draw you incremental value every turn. So yeah, maybe you made a bad deal in the past and it's gonna <laughs> they're just gonna burn you. Big Tuck, what is your second card you want to talk about? So I am I'm trying to talk about as many morph cards because there's literally never going to be another time that we're ever going to be able to talk about them. Um, so this one, I think is I think this one's really really cool, um, and it's got it's it's got like a weird. It's like a budget version of another card. This is a manifest artifact. 
Okay, that's so it's Scroll of Fate. Three colorless, uh, it's a rare. Our stories define our reality. It's 68 cents. Tap, manifest a card from your hand. Put that card onto the battlefield face down as a 2-2 creature. Turn it face up at any time for its mana cost if it's a creature card. So, obviously, in this deck, it works great, right? It plays into the more sure. abilities. Um, even if you do get something, if you do... and. There's b some bizarro builds of this deck where they include only the good morph creatures and then rely on effects like this to get that turn, get them to come face down to trigger the draw. Um, this is kind of like, it's like Quicksilver Amulet or Elvish Piper with more steps, right? <laughs> and yeah. again, you're you're getting, with Kadena, um, you are getting that in, that incidental card draw, which is great, right? Let you do this thing twice, maybe on someone else's turn, so then you can do it again sure. and that sort of thing. So I think this is another card where if you don't have the money for a Quicksilver Amulet, but you're trying to cheat creatures in, be a little frisky with that sort of thing, the fact it doesn't have an activation uh, ability and you can do that at sorcery speed, or I'm sorry, instant speed, I think kind of kind of could see some range in some other decks as well. Yeah, but you can't really compare this to a Quicksilver Amulet because they're completely different. Well, this, right. you're tapping, you're putting it down. Quicksilver, you're just paying four and getting it for free. Right. But to your other point, I have seen the Godfather play Scroll of Fate, and I have seen him just manifest the hell out of his hand on top of all of his morph yeah. stuff. And, and it's cool because... Technically, manifest, you don't have to do it as a creature. Right. So, you know, if you're kind of thinking next level, super late game, you have a cultivate and you already have out your, guys, what's you have 15 basic lands. Right, right, right. It's like, okay, well, I don't need this. It's all just manifested. And so now I got a tutu. Exactly. Like, it's a blocker um, and that'll work for me. Um, this would work even. Could you imagine how dumb this would be? Because technically, this does trigger Kadena, so you get to draw a card. Right. Having this and unwinding clock. Oh, yeah. And there just like every, every turn, turn, it's just like replacing itself. Oh, that'd be gross. Now that, that is that's that's a weird that's a weird card to put in for this one card in here. But I like where your head's at. It's the right idea. Oh man! All right. So my next card is a morph card. And here's the big thing with morph or manifest, everyone. Well, I guess not so much manifest, uh, but with morph. Once it's done its flip, it's usually a dead card right. on the battlefield. It usually doesn't do anything. And you need ways to be able to put those back in your hand. And so this is a morph card that at least allows you to, when you do its morph effect, you can return other creatures so you can get to reuse their morph effect. Ice Feather Aven. Oh, yeah. So just for Simic, it's a 2-2 flyer, Bird Shaman. And it's, uh, you can morph it. Obviously, I'm not going to go over the morph thing because we all know it's a morph for three colorless, but uh, colorless Simic, and you can turn it face up. And when it is turned face up, you may bounce another target creature to its owner's hand. So obviously, it's more expensive to do Ice Fader Haven's morph cost than just to play it, but it doesn't do anything if you just play it. Right. So it does a couple things. And I put it, we put it in the grains for the specific reason of allowing uh, the Godfather to reuse his morph effects after he's already done its rigmarole. But it could actually be done defensively as oh, well. yeah, 100%. Because once people see him have this big board state, eventually people are going to start swinging. And then, you know what, three mana, return a creature, and I, right. you know, buy a turn. That's that's not a terrible 
deal. I, I yeah, you stole the words out of my mouth. And especially if you think about you're playing against Voltron, you're playing against someone who's playing a Blightsteel Colossus or these other giant things, bouncing mm-hmm. it up could be a huge momentum swing, right? Bouncing off enchantments, bouncing off equipment, kind of putting them back, um, or yeah. just, you know, they're about to get some insane value out of it. So yeah, I, I like it a lot. And I think that's something that I, th- I think your first point is also very salient and something that I'm, I really thought about when I was trying to think about cuts and that sort of thing too. So we'll, we'll get on that path at a later time. Ooh. Ooh. Well, what is your last card? So I've seen this, I've seen this deck played, not this one in particular, but a uh, Kadena deck, no fewer than probably 20 times. I've seen it all over the place. Okay. Like I saw it a lot at uh, at Mariner. I saw it a lot um, just out in the wilds. So I am, and of that time, I've never seen this card cast. It's another enchantment, and this, unlike the other enchantment we just talked about, has no place in any other deck. So <laughs> I want to bring it up here: Trail of Mystery. So a colorless and a green. Um, it's an enchantment. Whenever a, it's a rare, whenever a face down creature enters the battlefield under your control, you may search your library for a basic land card, reveal it, put it in your hand, then shuffle your library. Pretty sweet. Um, and then incidental, yeah. whenever a permanent you control is turned face up, if it's a creature, it gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. So the, th- the cool thing with Morph, too, is that you can do it, If correct me if I'm wrong, you can do it at instant speed, because it's activate that so, at any time, correct? So technically, Morph doesn't use the stack. Right. So you could do it whenever you want, even in response to split second. Oh, so yeah, so I think that the plus two plus two is so-so, right? But if you're trying to push through that last bit of damage, if you have a card where you can like pump things into it, that can be more relevant, right? And again, if you're... <clears throat> This deck, we kind of we kind of joked, and we're you know we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves here, but there doesn't seem to be a very clear path to victory outside of like attacking nope. with a bunch of morph creatures at some point. <laughs> um, and I think yep. this one being if you can trigger several face ups and those sort of things, that damage does stack up quickly. But in my opinion, it's definitely for the former, right? So you play this turn two, turn four, you know, you play this turn turn two or turn three whatever the turn before uh you cast your commander then when that comes out you could cast morph it for free draw a card search library for a basic land help thin out your deck even more um kind of replaces a little bit of like a cultivate or that sort of effect in this deck specifically and only in this deck specifically as well but see, I, I just wish that the basic land could come onto the battlefield tapped. Yes, yeah. Um, right. Going to hand, it, it's it's a little slow. It's kind of like the land tax argument. Right. Um, and I think for, if they wanted to say three mana, and then the basic land comes to the battlefield tapped, or even two mana, uh, you know, when it does it, it goes to the battlefield tapped. You could only do this effect once per turn. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do, do something, something to that effect to where it, it's a little bit better, because I have seen times where he'll play multiple phases downs keep doing this and then he'll actually run out of basics but he doesn't have a whole lot of ways to play multiple lands per turn right right right. so it's like well now i got a grip full of basics cool but i can't actually do anything with them um but i do agree this will not work in literally (laughs) any other deck all right well i'm gonna round this out with a card that's very popular for everyone not taking the offer and the only reason i'm bringing it up is because with the godfather everyone always takes the offer tempt with discovery so three colorless green it's a sorcery and you get a tempting offer Mm. search your library for a land card and put it on the battlefield each opponent may search their library for a land card and put it onto the battlefield. For each opponent who does search their library, 
You also get to search your library for an additional land card and put it onto the battlefield. Then each player who searched this way shuffles. And when I talk about the Godfather and why everyone always takes this deal here, me and Tuck, everyone gives us the finger nine yep. times out of ten. But the Godfather, everyone knows that he's just a true chaos player, yep. and he, it's not like he has some expensive mana base. They're like, okay, like he, he gets, uh, he gets, yes, he's going to get three additional lands to go up three to our only going up one, but I have a Badlands in my deck, or I have Cabal Coffers in yes, my deck. Exactly. And usually he's like uh, Terramorphic Expanse, Sunken Hollow, Swamp. Yeah, exactly. Three guild, three guild Gates and Reliquary Tower. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I agree. And I think this is, I think this, I think if you look at the value of these pre-cons, especially comparative to the like, Korea ones that just came out earlier this year, there there's not as many like big ticket cards that people are going to be buying them out for right but i do think that they did a really good job of putting in some of these staples like this because i mean this card yeah this card that's when we last talked about it in whatever episode was probably five or six dollars right mm -hmm. and now it's one so or 150 yep. rather so i i think like from a, that perspective these were definitely these were definitely a big win yeah absolutely and i mean i think the last chase card I guess true chase card, I'd have to say, would probably be Dockside Extortionist in the flashback precon. In this set, yes. Yeah. But in the Commander 20 box, what would have been the chase card? All of the ones that gas with the Commander. The free counter spell, uh, the free exile. Those are all, all of those are still pricey. Every single one of them, including really? the crappy ones. Yeah. Wow. So, but yeah, like, right. I, and we talked about, we were joking about this earlier about why this is so cheap. And I, and I was wondering if he cut out some sort of expensive card, you brought out the great point. Seedborn Muse, $10. When you, when this first got printed, it was five. Right. So yeah, again, but it, like, it's all these good functional reprints that then keep the price down on these good cards that other people want. Yep. Couldn't agree more. All right. Well, that'll wrap up the ramp and grain section. Now we're going to head over to the board state and hops. Big Tuck, start us off. What's your first? Okay. So this is a there. So there are a few things in here that are just such perfect, nonsensical Godfather cards. I couldn't help myself. Um, and he, I think he hates people who play expensive land bases. And I think he punishes them. I think he can punish them in one of two ways. And one of the ones that I think is pretty funny is a card called Blight, which I don't even need to read because everyone's so familiar with it, right? It's ubiquitous. It's a black staple. It's in every card. But I guess for the two people that have it, aka me when I first read this four hours ago, uh, it's too black for an enchant land. Whenever enchanted land is tapped, destroy it. So, it's yep. so funny. That's that's such a Godfather right. card, and I I really considered uh, when I was categorizing the deck to put it in spice, but I was like, I mean, technically, people put strip mine in decks, yeah. just to deal with a troublesome land. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I I don't think you could consider this a spice because you never know who you're going to sit at the table with, and like you said, he hates people that play those expensive lands. <laughs> right, exactly. And most people would put in a card, and it, it gets even better because like most people would put in a card like sinkhole that does this ability without any sort of restrictions but then this is another one where he's like no it's your choice i'm just i'm just i'm not making it for you if you need it that bad <laughs> then you can can you wait for it can you hold on to it it's a it's a perfect embodiment of his insane logical thinking and his play style yep yep all right uh my next one is one of the things that he really likes to do is he likes shocking people like coming out of nowhere oh. i mean you would think that he would be like an is it wizard player i am <laughs> not wish. um 
And so he loves playing at, I shouldn't say loves, he enjoys playing at instant speed when it's simple things. He doesn't like dealing with the stack right. and like responses and, and kind of all these loopholes, but the simple things give him a lot of pleasure. And Great Oak Guardian <laughs> is one yeah. of the ones that he loves to play. And honestly, it's actually a great card for this deck. It is. So, Five colorless green creature tree folk. It has flash, so you can play it at instant speed. It has reach, so it blocks flyers. And when it ETBs, creatures target player controls get two pl plus two plus two until end of turn, untap them. He's a four five. His roots reach deep and grip hard. That's what and she so, said. Yes, the, the uh, normal thinker. Boing. <laughs> get that boing. And so you would think a normal player would be like, oh, I'm saving this for myself. It's either I'm swinging in and then I play this and then all my stuff gets buffed and untapped and then I'm hitting people or right. I'm using it to save myself. He'll do this and do it for his one of his opponents. Yeah, be I was like, just going to ask. <laughs> and it's not even like it's a big blowout to where you're going to die. Like, it'll be like Big Tuck is swinging seven at Squee when Squee's at 30 and he has like three creatures out and he'll be like, hey, hey, you, 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 you want to block and kill that thing? And he'll be like, okay. And it's yeah, like, right. here you go. Yeah, here you go. Here you go. <laughs> That's a great impersonation. Yes. And normally people would be use this as defensive or in some sort of combo rigmarole or that sort of thing. It's like, nope, I think, I think I've seen him cast this twice and I guarantee they were not on his turn and not targeting himself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, what is your what next hop? Um, so this is another, this is one of those morph cards that I actually think is worth it, even though you don't get much of a discount off it. So first off, it's got some pinchers, and it's going to sex you like a crab, a little <laughs> chrome shell crab. And that is a extraordinarily deep cut that I don't think the people that would understand it would even remember it. So chrome shell crab but we're talking you about. You said sex, so Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, Crochet Crab, four and a blue for a 3-3 three, three creature, I'm sorry, creature crab beast, relevant, obviously, with a morph <laughs> cost of four, colorless, and a blue. When it's turned face up, you may exchange control of target creature you control and target creature and opponent controls. And again, it's just a perfect insanity madness, yeah. right? Then you can even yep. think, so, I don't know if he plays at this level, but how cute would it be to, you manifest a land out of your hand, Right? And people think that it's something else. <laughs> <laughs> flip this over and you're like, like, are you sure? You sure about that? I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'll, t I'll take your Acroma and you can have this 2-2 <laughs> colorless creature that is only a land. Oh, so like it's it. just fun. Oh. It's just it, it. It plays into these like weird big plays that end up we end up talking about. You know about his these crazy yeah. times. And it's just I don't know. I just think it's a fun card, fun ability. I, I mean, yeah, I think you hit everything on the head. And I think for a general Kadena deck, the way the deck came out of the pre-con is it's very reactionary. Yes, and that's why yeah. we kind of joke about there's not a lot of ways to win. And that's because almost all the morph cards are like countering effects, exchanging control of things, totally, totally, um, giving something death touch. It, it's all very defensive. And so this card, just from a Kadena perspective, is great. Right. From a Godfather perspective, it falls in that hilarious chaos category. Right. Um, and I mean, heck, he would even do it to where it's just like, hey, do, do you want this big creature I got? Yeah, right. I'll, 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 I'll take your, I'll take your little thing. And it's like, wh why are you doing that? It's like, don't worry about it. It's cool. Yeah. And you can't, you, he's like the Joker. You can't reason, you can't reason with him. It just happens, right? Nope. You can't, we, and 
on Tuesday's episode, we talked about trying to argue deals and try to explain why things are bad. And I learned a long time ago playing with him. It's just, nope, he's just going to do what he's going to do. <laughs> and the funny thing is that if you do try to convince him of it, it just makes him want to do it yes. more. Mm-hmm. More it, and it's, more it's, it's, often. <laughs> it's yes. like, what is the, the Chinese finger trap, you know? The more you oh, work, yeah. the less it, the less it exactly. works. Exactly. Quicksand. Yeah. It's like playing against quicksand. All right, well, my uh, second one is actually a card. I'm a huge, huge fan of these types of effects because there are lots of counter spells, but it's hard to deal with abilities. Um, And that's why I'm a big fan of Disallow. So Kadena's Silencer is the perfect card to deal with those troublesome activated or triggered abilities. So colorless blue, creature Naga Wizard, when Kadena's Silencer is turned face... When it's face up, counter all abilities your opponent's control. And this actually has something a little different. It has Megamorph. Yeah. Uh, so when you morph it, it's still the 2-2. Two, two, but then when you turn it face up anytime for its Megamorph cost, you put a plus one, plus one counter on it. So then it does become a 3-2 instead of a 2-1. Right. Not that relevant, but it is kind of cool that you get to counter something and you get a plus one, plus one counter. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think a big, I think a big part of this, too, is all abilities your opponents control right so if you're playing a car if you're playing a mark um a taste of karlov or like one of those sack sort of effects a lot of times you get to this they get to this um they get to this uh, this point where one thing will die and there'll be 15 different triggers that happen right all mm-hmm. all around the same time and being able to just flip this over for two and counter all of it is such a great yep. feeling now i'm not i'm guessing that he would do this to do uh like to stop a soul ring from happening or something something that something that <laughs> mundane uh, but but the options are limited only by your imagination Oh man! And, or just one of my ultra of the brood triggers. And, yes, exactly. I and I think so. I can see this being a if you're playing a Trixie deck. I think this is one of those morph cards that actually could make it into it because it does have oh, that relevant okay. ability, right? Which is as like we as we've discussed is fairly few and far between. <laughs> All right. Well, what is your last hop? So this is a card that should be played more is rarely played and only came in this uh, pre-con because it directly affects commanders. And that is so critical. We are talking about our old pal leadership vacuum. So two colors and a blue for an instant. While they scramble to fill a sudden vacancy at the top, we strike Cedrus the Trader King, uh, which is the unearthed commander for those playing the home game. Uh, target player returns each commander they control from the battlefield to the command zone and then draw a card. So again, it's target player, not targeting commanders. And mm. I think that there's, I think that, and this is the tinfoil hat time, right? And because I was on the Commander Legends uh, two hour spoiler review, <laughs> that uh, Action 4 News, whatever that was. Um, I think we're gonna see a huge influx of partner commanders that really require one or the other, right? That they gel mm. really well together and having only one of them or neither, the deck may kind of fall apart. So. I don't know if this is this is a card that's going to spike. This is a card that we're, I feel like we're going to be seeing a lot more of. I don't know. Maybe it's just okay. So three mana, you bounce bare minimum a card, right? And you get to draw a card. I, I don't know. Murder, I mean, I, I think it accomplishes the same thing. You have to target it, and you don't get to draw a card off it. 
But uh, it's also not limited to commanders. I can do it for any creature. Fair point. But we do we do know, you and I know better than anyone else, that there's a fair amount of people that build top-down. And if you do this to Perforos or something early in the game, I'd probably just cry and concede. <laughs> so, <laughs> See, I, I, I think for... Personally, for me, I would rather this cost one more mana and have it be each player returns yeah, yeah. each commander they control. And then that way it also impacts you mm-hmm. negatively as well. So it's not like it's a one-sided thing. Uh, or if you had this be three and then it maybe had a uh, quote-unquote overload cost. Yeah, that could be cool. That yeah, you could yeah. pay. That, 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 would, that would make it a lot better. It's just the... I, I've learned anything that deals with just a target player... Unless it's lose half their life or mill half their library, something so dramatically yeah, right. impactful that it was worth it. It's just usually not worth it for something like this. I I, I, I hear what you're saying, but I still I'm telling you, we're gonna be you're gonna be seeing this card left, right, and center in the next few months. Mark my words, Mister Combo. Mark them. Mark them good. <laughs> I'm marking them. <laughs> With dry erase marker so I can wipe it away. Uh, all right, so my last hops is a card that I would I actually thought I would see more of. And actually, whenever the Godfather has it, he'll always lead to me and like show it to me and be like, I don't even know what to do with oh. this card. <laughs> and it's very it's 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 hard to I don't know the situation where I'm doing it. Um, sudden substitution. Yeah. Two colorless blue blue, it's an instant. Uh, it does have split second, so when that spell is on the stack, no one else can cast spells or activate abilities that aren't mana abilities. And it says exchange control of target non-creature spell and target creature, then the spell's controller may choose new targets for it. It seems like such a situational right. kind of counter spell in a way to, you know, hey, and I guess, you know, yes, at the top end, it's, oh, I'm taking Expropriate, I'm taking Time War. I'm taking that Torment of Hellfire um, for 30 or whatever, yeah. Yeah, but I feel like more times than not, when I've seen the the Godfather be like, what do I do with this? <laughs> it's like, uh, Swords to Plowshare, or, yeah. oh, I'm gonna board wipe, and it's just like, I... I don't know. I wanted to talk about it because I'm hoping you can convince me that this card actually is decent. I'm not saying that you should put it in every blue deck because right. it is four mana, but does this actually have a home in decks? I think I think so for what you're saying, right? Like especially depending on your it, depending on your meta. If you are playing a lot of like com- more comboy decks that need to have that need to have that kind of repeated sort of effect. If you're playing against people that play big burnout spells like that more often, like bat like. Um, Battle cruiser, um, battle cruiser kind of magic. Then you can do that. It also has the opposite thing, right? Where you could cast a, an opt or whatever, or a Gataxian probe, cast this, and then take someone's best creature or their commander as well. So mm-hmm. it's 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 not a card. I I think I've only ran this in like one chaos deck, and I don't even know if it's even in there anymore, to be honest with you. But so it's very situational and it's very kind of goofy. So if you're playing a deck like that, that's not super serious. I think it's more on that on that level, right? Uh, mm, okay. More more on the casual side of things, with the chance of being a big blowout once every seven times you cast it. You could say casual okay. catnip. It is definitely casual catnip, a hundred percent. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up the board state and hops. Now we're going to head over to how do you close out or win the game? And yeast didn't have a lot of options, so I'm sure we'll probably cross streams at some point. Um, Well, this is an X spell that I have seen the Godfather do and win the game with it. We're talking biomass mutation. 
X Simic Simic, it's an instant. Creatures you control have base power and toughness XX until end of turn. A regression to ancient forms. A glimpse of future evolutions or a fleeting alteration of the present. Borel of the whole clock. Yeah. So um, the best thing about the morph deck is your morph and manifest are two twos. Right. So it's like, okay. Um, and the way I've always seen this, he only has like one card in hand and he's just like been complaining and frustrated, like, oh, okay, get anything. <laughs> and he's like, whatever, man, I'm just going to swing out. Like, I don't even care. And like, he'll swing out, you know, five two twos at someone right. and they're like, all right, well, I'm not going to block. Completely untapped. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm not going to block. Uh, or, sure, I'll go ahead and block, like, these two. And then, you know, my commander is a 1-1. One, one. I don't want to yeah, trade yeah, yeah. or it's a 2-2. Two, two. Uh, and then he's like, okay, biomass mutation for, like, 12. <laughs> and you're like, what? Oh, I guess I'm dead. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's such a cool card. And for 30 cents, I never see it played. Yeah, it's. I think this would be something... This is something I, sh I would consider for my Simic deck, where it's, like, low to the ground, right? And you make a gazillion mana. Mm -hmm. And I agree. This, this is, like situationally could be better than like a oh it's certainly situationally better than like an overrun to some extent right because you're yeah. getting for the same amount of mana you're getting the same sort of buff um but i think i think i think the the biggest point that you made is like this is the wincon right it's this it's a bunch yeah. of morph stuff and then this and then like maybe a prayer or two <laughs> but I, yeah I, I don't know like some sort of weird elf Simic build this would probably be a blowout in. I mean, like, I don't know why I wouldn't put this in my Partitioner deck to just to have an yeah, option yeah. to yeah, why possibly, like, there? win out. I don't know. Well, time to take <laughs> it back to the drawing board. All right. Well, while we're on that drawing board, what's your first yeast? So this is, a, this is another one that I have tried to work in other decks, and I was white hot on this when it came out. Since then, I haven't really figured out the right time to do it because it's probably a little over-costed. But we're going to get it's a spooky card. And we might have to wait. Oh, uh oh, 69, the 69 Rattler. It's eating its own tail. <laughs> we are talking three, two, Gas one. Ghastly Constriction. Constriction. Five colorless black black, it's a sorcery. Ha. Ha. I believe it's a mythic rare. Uh, at, yes, it is. All creatures from target player's graveyard in a face down pile. Shuffle that pile, then manifest those cards. Why do you have to I shuffle? Get, wait, I, yeah, I was like, I didn't even realize that. I thought it's you choose a player, you manifest all those cards. So you have to shuffle them in a pile. Wait, why? Why, yeah. wait, why is that? <laughs> I don't know. Do you think it's because, like, you can obviously look at the manifest cards so you can figure out if you can cast them or not? Well, it doesn't, and that doesn't even matter because it, you can the manifest only matters if they're creature cards, right? Because then you can flip them over. And in this case, sure. you're only exiling creature cards. Oh, so that doesn't even make any sense either. It's not like you're like randomizing it. I've got it's, it. Ultra, it's an ultra pro conspiracy. They want you to buy more deck sleeves. <laughs> just shuffle them up randomly. We're <laughs> trying to tear through those as fast as you can. There's probably some. There's probably some some hidden rule that I'm gonna look up real quick. I'm just gonna type this into Scryfall. Um, there's probably some BS rule that it's like there's some sort of rigmarole where you have to shuffle it because of some stack ability. I have no idea. Um, oh, here we are. 
Oh, ho, ho. okay, actually that's that's quite clever. The pile is shuffled to disguise from your opponents which manifested creature is which. Oh, oh okay. okay. <laughs> that's pretty good. And then after you manifest the cards, you may look at them. Um, this I thought had, I thought this had, when it first came out, I thought this had wings and like maybe, you know, some sort of sure. deck. I think the, the thing that discourages me from being super excited about it is it's what? One less than Rise that, of the Dark Realms? And it only is yeah. one opponent, and you only get well. The, no, it's it's two less. Rise is nine. It's nine. Okay, so it, so it's two less. You only get one opponent, and they're all two twos. Right? Well, it's not opponent. It's target player, so you can't oh, shoot sure, yourself. But I, I think the the issue I have with it is that it is just one player's graveyard mm -hmm. and a face down pile for seven mana. And it's kind of like the argument I always cut Sepulchrum Primordial out of decks because play it and get something out of your opponent's graveyard. It's like you can't really bank on your opponents having stuff. And this deck actually only has 30 creatures. Right, right, right. So it's not even like you're in a 50 plus creature deck and it's like, oh, I even if my opponents don't have any creatures in the graveyards, I'm getting 15 every time I do it. You could run the risk of like, I'm going to get six. Right, 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 and right. six for seven mana is not good. Okay, so I just came up with a way that you can make this deck more interesting. We call it Kadena's uh, M&Ms. And it's Morph and Mill. Oh and these colors. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that means we got to add an Alter of the Brood. Hey -oh. oh, then yeah, they all come in. Alter of the Brood triggers a bunch of times. You're good to go. So yeah, like again, I think there's a, I think there's a world in which you could build a deck. You could, I think there's a world where this card could be slotted in other decks. I don't know if it's a world that I'm currently living in or it's like Crisis <laughs> on Alternate Universes. I, I don't know, but I, I think it's I think it's a very coolly designed card. I'll be at a little narrow and a little overcosted. Yeah, that's fair. All right, well, my last one is a card that uh, I almost want to make the excuse just to put it in one of my decks because it's an ape. He does a ton. He's a thieving amalgam. And every time I see this card played by the Godfather, it wrecks. It absolutely destroys. So, once again, we're talking about a seven drop card, uh, five colorless black white. Kind of makes you wonder if you take out these top end seven drops, like, what's this curve then? Like, two five, two six? Oh, I hope so. That'd be amazing. Uh, this is a creature ape snake. It's a six seven for 44 cents. At the beginning of each opponent's upkeep, you manifest the top card of that player's library. So, it comes in as a two two, and it's a, you could turn it face up if it's a creature card for its cost. And then whenever a creature you control but don't own dies, its owner loses two life and you gain two life. <laughs> so it's like you're manifesting all this stuff. The logical thing is to like board wipe. Right. Get rid of it. But it's like, do you wanna? Because you don't know. Yeah. Like eventually, and like you could sit there and kind of do your weird shuffle rigmarole right. and like kind of confuse people. <laughs> and it's like, wait, he has like seven manifest cards, but how many of those are mine or how many of those are his? <laughs> I don't really know. Oh man, yeah, I agree. It's so it's so high end though. Oh, it's brutal. Creature, yeah, I love it. I think it's great. I think it's a great design card. I think this is a fun one that you could put in. You could kind of th put this into like some Bizarro Steel stuff deck a little bit, right? Uh, Ooh, you could put this in like a Blink deck because Conjurer's Closet blinks it and returns it oh, under yeah, your control. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. That'd be kind of cool. The, pro the problem is, is like that's also. 
you could also just hit lands every time, and you're like, all right, I guess I have these two twos, so <laughs> wahoo for me, I suppose. Well, you can blink them, and then you have ramp. Oh, that's true, that's true. The options are the options are limitless in this deck. It's any way you want to go, as long as there's morphs involved. Yeah, I think the reason you and I really like that card is because we came in during the Battle Cruiser era, and that seems like oh, a Battle Cruiser card. One hundred percent. Yeah, a seven. Yeah. A seven. Yeah, it's just they they designed it six years yeah, too late. Right. <laughs> a seven. A seven drop six seven with no evasion that doesn't win you the game or and has only a, mo <laughs> a minor modular effect on the board potentially. Classic. All right. Well, Big Tuck. You're the only one left. You got two I got more. two more. What are your yeast cards? So um, I'll go through them relatively quickly. So the first one I want to talk about is Gift of Doom because he has beaten me senseless with this card. Really? Oh my God, I, I swear. So four colorless and uh, black enchantment creature. Enchant creature has death touch and indestructible. Morph, sack another creature, um, and then, so you can play it as a morph, and then it flips over. As it's turned face up, you may attach it to a creature. I can't remember who it was. It might have been Kadena, or maybe Volrath, or one of the other bigger beaters in this. He, he just went to pound town on us, and there's nothing we could do, because <laughs> none of us had any removal, and he did it at instant speed. I don't know, like, I just remember this just going berserk. So, you know, I gotta wow. say, from, from the amount of times both of you have said that cards have wrecked you individually from this deck, it seems like it might be pretty good. <laughs> I think it is. I think it's, I think, I think comparative, comparative to the other decks that we we're going to talk through through this month, this is by far and away his most competitive deck, if you will. Yeah, by, with, I'd with, say with that. No, with no shred of the imagination. Now, oh, 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 no, 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 no. The bear, the bear is really, really good. Okay, I don't know if I've seen that one. Hey, oh, hey, no spoilers. Okay. Wait, did no I spoilers. give that to him? Was that the one I gave to him? No, no, I built that okay. one. The it's, it's it's not the bear deck, um, but that card does a lot of work. And then, in my opinion, the best card in the deck as it is, uh, gotta have it in here. It's so good. Ixadrone, three colorless blue blue for a creature illusion, seven dollar foil. Um, as it comes into play, turn all other non-token creatures in play face down. They're two two creatures. Its power and toughness are equal to are each equal to the number of face down creatures in play. Now, the thing I learned the hard way from this is that unless the face down creature has morph or mega morph or manifest or whatever, it's that's it. It's sucked there yep. as a two two creature that's yep. colorless. So just it says I mean, it's not effectively a board wipe at five, but it kind of is. And even, yeah. even if they sacrifice them all or whatever, you're still going to be playing so many face-down creatures over the course of this creature's existence in the deck. It's going to be huge. It's going to be eight or nine or whatever at most times. Yeah, it's just you have to be really smart when you play an Ixodron, uh, because typically what will happen, and I've seen this happen, I believe it was like on a game nights or a uh, command clash one of the two um, someone played Ixodron, everything flipped over, and then it was like, hey... How about I swing at you with this inconspicuous creature and you block with your inconspicuous creature? And what you kind of do is you make your opponent start to become allies because they start swinging oh, and, and killing, killing each other's stuff. creatures. Yeah. yeah, so that way they can actually get them back and do something with them. Um, so you got to be really smart about how you do it. I do think there is a build and a way to do it, but this also is kind of a grain because I talked about that Ice Feather Aven right, earlier. Right, right. This helps you reset all your morph stuff so you can reuse it again, exactly. um, which I think is pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, I agree. And it's just like, it's a really fun card. I've seen it played in other decks, and I think it's it's like a slam dunk in any of these ones that have ever existed. 
Yep. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up the East Package. Now we're going to head over to the Spice. Big Tuck. Surprisingly, I felt as as, as I was entering this that as I, there was a ton of spice cards, and then I saved it, and there was only five. So <laughs> everything you read, uh, and you're like, "Oh, that's a spice card. Why would this be in this deck?" Except it's this one. Um, yeah. So I'm going along with the Bizarro. How much he hates land. Rigmarole. Okay, perfect. We got this. Three, two, one. <laughs> two, one. Phantasmal terrain. terrain. Two blue, blue, and for an enchant land, it's an uncommon. So just to clarify, it's blue, blue, Correct. Sorry. not two, two blue, blue. Uh, yes, there's two blue <laughs> pips. <laughs> it's an enchant land, and as phantasmal terrain comes into play, choose a basic land type. Enchanted land is the land of the chosen type. So the funny thing about this is the last time me and the Godfather played, he actually played this on one of his own lands <laughs> so he could get a swamp. Oh, so he could fix himself? Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, it's awesome. Uh, also, people are like, oh, there's two blue pips on there. That's great. Not a single card with devotion in this deck, nor does he even care about it. No way to recur enchantments. Like, it still turns it into a land. I guarantee sometimes he'll just play this on, like, I don't know. He'll play it on a Thornwood Falls and turn it into just a forest and blast it. It's. Just, it's well. And to clarify that for the group, the reason this is here and the uh, blight was in hops is this still makes it a functional land. Yeah, right. And and it's like yes, at the very very top end, it could just you know get rid of a guy's cradle or something to that effect. But blight at a bare minimum, I guarantee you, there's probably been times where he's like, I'll put that on your swamp. Oh yeah, oh hundred percent. 100%. But it's just, again, it's like, it doesn't have any theme in the deck. It's just like a perfect weirdo. I'm sure he just found it in a box somewhere out of something he got out of his parents' garage, right? Yep. I think that's literally where he got it from. Not his parents' garage, one of his friends. And that's where he got all those uh, French lands. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up the spice package. Now we're going to head over to the bottle capping. And as a reminder, these would be bit text and ice cuts and gifts to the deck that'll be under five dollars under 50 bucks and a no budget recommendation we just can't do mana only lands all right so for the first card i'm gonna cut you know all these commander pre-cons they come with a litany mm -hmm. of extra commanders in the deck and some of them just don't do anything correct like rayami first of the fall oh, interesting i actually like this in the deck but go ahead uh colorless Sultai. Sultai. Black, green, blue. It's a legendary creature vampire. It's a 5-4. If a non-token creature would die, exile that card with a blood counter on it instead. As long as the exile creature card with a blood counter on it has flying, Rayami, first of the fallen, has flying. The same is true for first strike, double strike, death touch, haste, hexproof, indestructible, lifelink, menace, protection, reach, trample, vigilance. Squee McGee has a lot of experience in this card and how much hate it draws coming from the command zone. That a deck part real fast. Yeah, did you even get to swing with this? I it almost uh, just got blasted immediately. I, I, I played this deck four times and I cannot understate how much people hate this card. <laughs> as soon as I put it out, one guy was like, this, I quit. Another guy was just like, everybody else was like, kill him. Kill him dead. Kill him dead now. And I was just like, I just, it's my commander. I don't know. Like, I'm supposed to play it. And so here's the reason why. Is there any graveyard recursion in this deck? No. No. So you play it. You maybe get a couple counters on it, and then it's going to die. And then that's it. 
<laughs> and so it's like if you wanted to godfather if, if you wanted to make the argument you know oh it's in here to stop other graveyard decks and exile their stuff okay i'm gonna loosely listen and to then you, also but you, you would also be incorrect because that is not the thought process that godfather would have this in here for <laughs> Correct. And he doesn't even have a way to protect right. it. He doesn't even have swift foot boots or lightning greaves. So you can't even say, oh, well, it'd be harder for them to get rid of it. It's just, it needs to go. So I'm going to cut it for a card that I actually think is pretty darn cool. And I forgot existed, but I think this is a staple for uh, Kadena decks. Whisperwood Elemental. Yes, you did it. Okay, perfect. Oh, you, you thought I would go for this one? I knew, so I knew one of the two of us was, and I knew it had to be in here, and I didn't realize that until, like, 30 minutes ago, and I was like, do I need to make it last minute <laughs> sub? But now I don't. Great job, Mr. Combo. So we're talking three colorless green green. It's a mythic. It's a 4-4 four, four for 79 cents. At the beginning of your instep, manifest the top card of your library. Sacrifice Whisperwood Elemental until end of turn. Face up non-token creatures you control gain. When this creature dies, manifest, manifest the top manifest. card of your library. So, uh, hey, you're going to board wipe? And I got like 17 things or 10 things or even 5 things. Oh, well, I'll sack this guy and go ahead. All of these things when they die, we'll replace them off the top. Just keeps the deck doing what it wants to do. I, I, I'll go one further. I think this is an underplay. I think this is a criminally underplayed card in general. It's only in 2,400 decks out of 213,000. Wow. That blows my mind because it's effectively, because a lot of mono green decks, they if it's board wipe, right? Like you get board wiped and then you're stuck. Mm -hmm. At least this way, you at least have an army and then potentially some, if you're, especially if you're playing a green stompy deck, you will have other cards that are going to come off the top that are going to be creatures that you will be able to flip over. But you would have to do it in a build where you're not very token centric yes. because it does even state face up non-token. Yeah. And I think that's usually the issue with mono green decks is they are very token right, right, right. themed. So I, I do think you are right, though, if you did mono green stompy, you just have to do a lot of actual non-token right. creature stompy things. But I think like it, even in like my, I run this in my Silvala big beater deck. I think this might have a home in some bizarro build of even your mono green elves deck because there's very little token production hmm. in there. It gives you something to yeah. do when all that stuff dies. Yeah, fair point. And it's hella yeah. cheap, so it ain't breaking my pocket to get exactly, it for Exactly, for a mythic. All right, what is your first cut, and what are you going to add to the deck for uh, the Godfather? So I'm going to use your exact same argument. Uh, Grismold, the Dread Sower, one of, my, Me yeah, too. one of my favorite commanders Ooh. of this set. Probably my favorite besides Anji that came in any of these pre-cons. It, you have this is a card that you don't just throw into a deck you have to build yeah. from the top of mount everest down when you're building, <laughs> when you're building him. so he's a three three trampler um he's a rare at the beginning of your end step each player creates a one one green plant creature token whenever a creature token dies put a one one counter on grismold the dread sower super cool card not a great fitness deck uh, I yep. am actually going to be doing him a favor because there's a card that came in this pre-con. I'm 99% sure that for some, either, either I'm blind, I've lost my mind, or for some reason, this card wasn't put in this pre-con. I'm cutting that and I'm putting in, putting back in primordial mist. Why is this not in here? It came in the pre-con. 
Maybe he cut it. For why? Four colorless and a blue for an enchantment. It's a rare, it's like a buck. And there's a minute where this was super expensive for some reason. At the beginning of your end step, you may manifest the top card of your library. Um, exile a face down permanent you control face up. You may play that card this turn. So whenever you manifest a land or any of that stuff, this is lets you cast it like normal. Uh, oh, okay. So, yeah. So yeah, huh. like so that say that so again, going back to the card that we talked about earlier, the um scroll of fate, right? Like mm -hmm. literally that turns that into having no downside where you could almost like set yourself up to ramp the next turn or like sneak out a card and then be able to cast it, right? Like granted you still pay its cost yeah. and timing rules still apply. It just and again, this is like the Godfather insanity. He probably cut this for blight or one of those other polluted fantastical <laughs> terrains or some such insanity. But like I, I know he I know he had this at some point and it's going right back into the deck. It's just, it's so strange. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's it's doing everything that he wants to do, and I think the direction that you and I are kind of going with this build is he needs to get more manifest and more things on the battlefield. Right. Kadena, for the most part, because that was a very fringe commander series, um, C nineteen yeah. with the the mechanics. You know, you had populate, you had flashback, you had morph, you had um, madness madness and so the deck pretty much has all the morph cards you could pretty much put yes, in right. the deck so now it's like okay well what's the next thing i could do to get face down things there oh well you know it would it'd be manifest yep. and so i think this is a great way and it helps you be able to take those manifest cards like you said whether it's a land instant sorcery planeswalker whatever you can still cast mm -hmm. it and it, and it works. And that kind of works well with the Thieving Amalgam. As you're getting stuff from your opponents, oh, that's a card I could cast. Yeah. Let's go ahead and do that. It would almost, like, if there's almost a weird build of this deck tuck that the Godfather could almost play, do a shapeshifter stealing and using right, my right, opponent's right. face oh, sure. and like put like a put like a chromatic lantern in the deck to where it's like i'm casting everything exactly. that everyone else is playing and actually i think that would fit his play style more than what this I, one is i agree i agree the only downside is there's there is five thousand times more thinking involved if you go if you want to go that way yeah. which he might be uh reticent to do fair enough all right well i was also cutting the grismold for the 50 yep. bucks Literally, Tuck said everything perfectly. You have to build it from Mount Rushmore on down, possibly even the moon. Um, so I'm going to cut it for a card, though, because here's the, the one negative of Kadena's effect. The first face down creature spell you cast each turn is three less to cast. And you usually only cast at sorcery speed yep. with your creatures. So putting in Ley Line of Anticipation is, is going to help him play stuff for free during every single person's turn, kind of like how I talked about the manifesting every yep. single turn. So, Leyline is two colorless blue-blue. It's an enchantment. You may cast spells as though they had flash, and it does have a uh, turn zero effect. If this is in your opening hand, you may begin with the game with it on the battlefield. So, it's coming in right at about 5 to $7. Um, and I, I do think, even for that price tag, and yes, you could say it's narrow with Kadena, and I have seen it to where he gets to the point where he has no more cards in hand but i think with the more face down things yeah. we add to this deck i mean face down's coming he's drawing a card oh do it again on the next person's turn he could have a very dominant board state by turn five or six yeah, yeah this i mean to be honest this card should just come at the pre-con like every single person every mm -hmm. single person i've seen that builds one of these this is the first thing they put in for that exact same reason so um yeah. and now this card used to be super expensive now it's like five bucks 
it's okay. So you're spending forty. You're spending thirty five dollars instead of thirty on a pre con. You might as well just like bake that price in for this. Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, what are you doing for your under fifty? Uh, so I'm cutting this card because I hate it, and I've been a stand for it for so long. And I don't give a flying. I don't give a flying sixty nine if <laughs> if he keeps it in or not. I just hate it. I'm cutting dead protector. I don't like this card at all. It makes me upset. It might as well be a blank card. It's a morph over. card. I hate it. I do not like this card one way, shape, or form. Why? I hate it. I can't tell you why. I've run it in decks, and people are like, well, we should just run regrowth. And I'm like, no, it's a creature. I'm going to do it. And then I never do it, and then I just play it because I'm about to get smashed and just chump block with it. That's what happens 90% of the time. I don't like it. Sounds like you're a bad magic you player. You watch it. Uh, you, can, you can find me on this. You can find me on the stream and ring and ring that bell. Uh, so, hey man, I I will say you you say often that you're not doing anything. With what? With your magic deck. So you might be a bad magic player. No, this is a bad magic card. Even in this deck, <laughs> and I stand by it. So uh, we talked about how he doesn't have a lot of things to do with instant speed. And did you even read off what Dead Protector does, or did you no, just go on a tyrant? Right it. it might as well be blank. Straight tyrant. No, where you, you need to read what the it's card is. It's a green, a 2-1, rare, human warrior. Creatures of power less than Dead Protector can't block it. Irrelevant. When it's turned face up, it's Megamorph for Colos and a green. When it's turned face up, return target card from your graveyard to your hand. Wahoo. I, and, you know, it's in twice as many decks as your Wirewood well, Elemental. There's, that just means there's twice as many fools out there. Uh, hashtag blasted. So... I am cutting this for an instant that will give him a little bit more feel into non-situational effects. So I'm actually going to cut this for unsubstantiate. Color this in a blue. It's like cents on the dollar. It's an instant. Return target spell or creature to its owner's hand. Uh, nicely done, Jace. You always were good at disappearing acts. Liliana this. What's her? She doesn't have a goofy accent, right? Do we make up a goofy accent for her? I don't think what? so. No. I, I, I mean, if anything, she has kind of like an emo oh, accent. Oh, yeah, like rawr. Like, uh, hold on. It, it, is there such a thing as an emo accent? I, I can't do accents. Yes. Is that a part of the country or the part of the world? Just ask for Nicely done, Jace. Just call, just call you up. always were good at disappearing acts. Ooh, that's good. I was going to say, <laughs> we can also just call up Forest Day Too Long and have him do it. <laughs> Blasted. <laughs> so anyway, so two, two things like we talked about. One is you can counter a spell or remove your creatures. This also lets you get a card back to hand to then morph it again, draw your card, and flip it over. So to me, I think it kind of gives you that. It gives him... The, in this deck, the ability to interact a little bit more, but also yeah. can get the can get the train rolling again. Look, I actually I really like this card. Um, I actually ran it. I think I actually I'm trying to think. I think I actually run it in my CEDH deck. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, to yeah, be honest, well, for sure. um, and I, 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 it's great um, for this deck. I don't know. It's because he has so much interaction already. I don't know if adding another interaction card is going to help him actually win. Uh, but I do think it's a great card. Is it better than Dead Protector? I think we could, you know, debate that it's, all day long. But you know what? That's your decidedly, cut. That's your decidedly ad. is. And I'm standing by it. We, we, and, and, and the Godfather doesn't get a say in any of this. We're just <laughs> taking the cards out and putting in the new ones. He'll find out in two or three right. months. <laughs> All right, so we're on to no budget. And since me and Big Tuck are paying for these cards out of our wallets, we're clearly not going <laughs> for the moon. As so, but I am going. 
I am going for a card though um, that he needs a way to end the game, but I'm also cutting a card that literally has no home in this deck. We're cutting Thespian Stage. Oh yeah, that's a weird one. Why the hell is this even in here? Uh, I, I would makes no I'm damn sense. I'm pretty sure this came with the precon um, as a reprint, if I if I recall correctly. Um, but yeah, it's weird. It's probably more co probably makes it more complicated than he needs it to be, right? Yeah, so Thespian Stage, guys, is a land. Taps for a colorless, or you can pay two and tap it. Thespian Stage becomes a copy of target land, except it also still maintains that ability. Amid rumors of war, the third act of the absolution of the Guild Pact was quickly rewritten as a tragedy. Oh, that's kind of oh, dark. Oh, that's great. Um, so... You know, we've talked about how, you know, you might need a blight because of the what if cards over there. The Godfather has 40 lands Holy in the deck. Hell. Cutting cutting a land to 39 is perfectly fine, in yes. my opinion. Um, and I think 39 is still a little Probably, high, yeah. but, you know, I, I, I don't want to go there. But we're going to add in a good old Tice special of a card because you got a lot of these morph things and we're not going to pay for a crater hoof. But I think I will pick up a triumph oh, of the hordes oh, yes. for this deck. You sly son of a That's bitch. good. So, two colorless, green, green. It's a sorcery. And until end of turn, creatures you control get plus one, plus one, and gain trample and infect. And I think this is perfect for his playstyle because I think he would get the f giggles killing someone off of infect over normal damage. Yeah. Just being like, haha, give infect, you have no blockers, I swing, I do ten exactly and you die. Um or the And then he just I can totally see that or the opposite of him being like, well I only have five damage, so now you're at six poison counters. How do you feel about that? <laughs> yes, yeah, so this this card yeah. it, it this this deck needs ways to win. And there really isn't any there are some, but a card like this would help streamline it so much more, especially as you're drawing through your deck and looking for something, anything, a miracle, yeah. anything, to, anything to wrap it up, right? And, and I think he would get a kick out of it if he had his ley line out and like swung in, oh, no blocks. He's like, <laughs> you're dead off in For sure. <laughs> All right. Well, Tuck. What are you going to cut and what are you going to add for the big finale? So um, this card, I kind of understand what's in here, I think. But I think that there's a better... And maybe if you don't cut this for this card in particular, I think you should cut this for something. Severed Strands is okay-ish. Colorless in the black for a sorcery at additional cost to cast a spell. Yeah, stupid. Sack a creature. You gain life equal to sack a creature's toughness. Destroy target creature and opponent controls. It's like... I mean, yeah. and I think there's there's decks where it's like you need that you need the umpteenth sacrifice ability of your own creature, so whatever, right? But in here it's it's whatever. Sure. So in my opinion, we gotta go back to the basics. We gotta go back to the man himself who started this whole morph nonsense. And oh, I thought you were about to say back to basics. Oh, <laughs> we are going back to basics. <laughs> uh, no, we gotta talk about the man who started morphing things left, right, and center. Your legendary creature, human wizard, Ixidor. Reality Sculptor. Three colorless, blue, blue, legendary creature, human wizards. Face down creatures get plus one, plus one. Good enough right there. Then also two colorless and a blue, turn target face down creature face up. It's a, sl it's a slam dunk has to be in this deck without any question whatsoever. Okay. Uh, okay, actually I do have questions. Yes. Because almost every single morph card, it's when, oh, well, I guess it is whenever it's, it's turned face when it's up. Turned, when this card is turned face up, every single one of them. Hmm. Okay. Okay. And so uh, and, 
I and like some it. of them, like even the even the section like a crab. Even that one, the morph is 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 just as expensive as casting it, right? So the morph mm-hmm. ability usually is discounted or some sort of discounted effect. But the fact that you can do any of them, two colorless and a blue to flip it over. Also, this plays nicely with, which is ironic because the the ability didn't even exist when this card was printed. Oh, I guess it's creature. Never mind. I thought it was this turn face target face down, card face up, and then I was like, we get around the manifest. It's only creatures, so I can go suck it. Um, but the fact that now this turns your beat this turns your beat stack two two army of two twos into three three, which is relevant, um, and it also has another ability stacked on it, which can help you win the game, which can help you interact. Easy, easy substitution. It's kind of crazy. This is only a nine hundred and eighty decks total in the ninety nine. How many? Yeah. How many um, Kadena decks are there? Kadena decks are there. I'm going to check real quick, but no, I think, I think this is, I think you're right. This is an auto include for the deck. Uh, there's 1,837 Kadena Wow. Decks. Well, I guess a lot of people, I don't know. Maybe a lot of people just put the precon on there and now cause it got yeah. reprinted sort of in the list. It's only five bucks. So five bucks for a win con and something that you can trigger the abilities that the deck is literally based on and lives and dies by seems yeah. like a pretty easy include to me. Yeah, and I think I think the Godfather will probably have a lot of fun with that. Just now, now it's less thinking. It's just like okay, these are what the effects are. Because now there have been a lot of times, and I, I see this with Kadena players in general. It's like you're always looking down. Yep. Okay, what is the card even? And then you, and it's like okay, I think I want that effect. But wait, do I have the mana? And they're trying to count it out. And now with this, it's like okay, do I got three? Yeah, I, I just got to worry about totally three. Totally agree. Well, you know what we can also agree on? That we're done with the episode. And as promised, here's some details about that new giveaway from our sponsor, Level 1 Game Shop. We're going to be giving away both Commander Legends Commander decks for the month of December uh, to enter. It's super simple. Just promote the content that we produce. You get an entry for every interaction you do with us on social media, following us on YouTube, you know, commenting, liking, subscribing, doing all the cool things, um, and even being part of our patron community. We will announce the winner on MTG Action 4 News January 5th and social media soon after. And yes, these giveaways will continue every single month. Uh, just could be some sweet little pre-cons like this. We could put together a custom deck for you. Heck, we might even send you one of the Godfather's beard hairs. It oh, really just depends sure. on what our sponsor Level 1 Game Shop can provide. But we would love some positive feedback on whatever consumption platform you listen to us on or watched us, whether it's YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, Google Podcasts, because oh, that's yeah, a thing, right. quote unquote. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, if you would like a, to... a comment of Boing for 69, please. Thank oh, you. Oh, yeah. Boing. Boing. If you would like to reach out to us and know where you can find ways to enter into the contest, here's how you can do that. You can reach me at Mr. Comet number five on Twitter. All spelled out, except for the five. Big Tuck, where can they still reach on you? The, still tweeting away every once in a while. Um, or, or you can come and find me on the Twitterverse at Big Tuck Tweeting. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can reach our main account at CMD Tower on Twitter as well. Uh, you can also go to the website where Big Tuck will have the deck list and article posted. CMDTower.com slash BNBE69. Basically, all you got to do is type in Chrome Shell Crab, Myriad Landscape, Darkwater Catacombs, Tower.com. 
Squee McGee, if people want to get a hold of your Manolith commentary, how would they do that? Oh, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram at Rich Chaos Records. Uh, you can send me questions to DearSquee at cmdtower.com. Again, cmdtower.com. That is an email address. Uh, also, you can get at me on Twitter. It's at DearSquee. Uh, keep shooting those questions in. I've been having a ball writing these out. So uh, let's keep this thing going. He can handle all of your audio needs. Uh, he can work with you remotely. Whether it's uh, vocals, instrumentals, podcasts, whatever you need. Um, or if you ever come in the KC metro area, uh, 600 feet of distance is required. Thong sandals optional. I was going to say, yes. Fu Man shoes. I'm kind of feeling like that's going to be making a comeback 2021. <laughs> Maybe I could get like, Ooh. I'll just take <laughs> a couple of my mic stands and just extend them really far out so then I can record people from like, you know, 25 feet away. <laughs> It'll be great. If you would like to support our sponsor with these giveaways uh, that they do for you guys every single month, with the orders that we all know you're already placing, just head over to level1gameshop.com and when you place an order in the order notes, just type in CMD Tower so they know that you came from the collective. Outside of their own storefront, they also do have a great TCG store with 99% accuracy rating on their uh, stock. Um, I know that they're looking for people for trades. I know that uh, they have stuff flying off the shelves um, and with those great prices, it kind of makes sense on why it happens. If you would like to actually support us, though, financially to help keep the lights on, help us upgrade equipment, um, head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash cmdtower. We have four different pledge levels from just getting dollar a month for the Discord access and getting put into the deck therapy roulette uh, to getting all of our swag. And once we get to 50 patrons, we're actually going to have one of you, the collective on Bruise and Builds every single month. And of course, thank you again to Pink Royal for the music you guys provided at the beginning and the end. So Big Tuck, starting off White Elephant Month with Godfather Month, basically, we got Kadena's Surprise Party. Do you feel that the bottle capping we have done has made this deck have more of a focus and it knows more of what it's doing? Or does maybe the Godfather need to sit down and do a little bit of additional deck therapy? Um, good luck with getting him to do that. Yeah, that's going to be a tall order. Uh, no, I think I think we're going to put it kind of more in the right direction. I think, I think more than anything, just continuing to cut out some of the chaff, but still leaving in the cards that make it unique and make it like his kind of deck is cool. Um, I also yeah. like that we got the one that is... I, and again, I don't know the Goreclaw one, but comparative to the, I'm guessing comparative to at least two of the other decks this month, this one at least makes the most, some of the most sense when you like look at it on paper. So it's kind of a good ease of introduction until we have to get real deep into some choices that have been made. Yeah, yeah. Um, just to let everyone know, we have a Mono Green, we have a Demir, and we have a Boros that we'll be talking about this month. The Mono Green is very, very good. The Boros and Demir... We'll just leave it at that. Uh, leave a little something to the imagination. <laughs> well, uh...